just a bloke in a bar. Alrighty, welcome to another Pucker Up, boys. And look, I thought, look, I've started the show with some bangers, some absolute, they get the energy going. But I'm going to start with one of the all-time bangers. This is going to get you going more than any hard style can. And you know what? If this song doesn't get you going, you're a dog. You're a dog. It's that simple. baby if that doesn't get your weekend started on the right note with a beer as well oh all that goes down well listening to mariah carey fantasy on the beers with the beers is literally heaven literally heaven how good are those like though that old school beat that you can hear in the background of that hey listen there's Taylor Swift mania going on. And look, I'm about it. I love the Taylor Swift mania. I yeah. love the excitement. And I hope people go to the concert and absolutely love it. But before Taylor Swift, before Tay-Tay, before Beyonce, there was GOAT Mariah Carey. And I will hear no Mariah Carey slander. No Mariah Carey slander. Uh, absolute classics coming out of Mariah Carey. And they are timeless. Look, yes. Does she make a billion dollars every Christmas? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, she does. But if you don't like that song, whether you're a hard style person, whether you're a, a hip hop person, R&B person, country person, you're a dog. You're a dog. It's that simple. I'm pretty sure, I'm just checking now, I'm pretty sure that Mariah Carey got Artist of the Decade in the 90s. There you go. There you go. So there you go. You're starting the week off on a, a weekend off on a, a high. Look, I shouldn't need to give you a speech to get you feeling good because rugby league is back on KO every single game in the preseason. I shouldn't have to do that. But with that song, the beer cracking, grab a case of bloke beer down at your local, the weekend is looking absolutely bolissimo. <laughs> bolissimo. It's looking great because there's rugby league on. And there was rugby league last night, which... So really, good. Yeah, so see, it just felt, felt it so felt good. strange because it got to like six thirty on a Thursday, and you're almost like, oh, should I chuck the Netflix on yeah. or you watch some YouTube? Like, what should I do? And then you're like, oh, hang on a sec, I got some young hot throbbers ready to absolutely rip and tear. I got the return of the flying boner, aka Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. It doesn't get much better than that. I didn't mind the seven o'clock start as well. I, the game finished at nine, and my like my body clock is so used to watching rugby league and it finishing at like 10.30. So. I hate that. We, I hate it starting so late. Look, I, yeah. I get it. I understand the reasons for it. I would way rather footy start at like five and seven. Oh, for sure. The, the seven o'clock start last night was great. It was nine o'clock. Like the game finished at nine. I still had yeah. time to do shit before uh, bed. Literally, I hate the fact when you go, it's like starting at eight or whatever. Yeah, tonight's games at eight. And you're just like, yeah, it's just so late. Like you're almost winding down by the time the game kicks sure. off. Yeah, uh, but look, beggars can't be choosers, That's baby. Right. Yeah. Look, we're I'm complaining already. Not. That's silly, silly <laughs> shit. What are we doing? What the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> apologies. We apologies. We apologize, guy. Um, look, let's get straight into it, shall we? I know that people will be absolutely frothing uh, now to celebrate the launch of the pre-sale that goes live on Monday, 6 p.m. New South Wales time. Could be anything merch. So we got the shirts, got the hats, got everything. Uh, I thought I'd reach out to the great guru and him to give us his CBAs, his could be anythings, from the game last night in no particular order. Uh, so basically, also guys, just quickly, with the CBA shirts, they are slightly oversized. So right now I am wearing a large. Yep. I can usually fix, fix, 
fit and extra large. So it, go a size down if you want to. Uh, if you want, yeah, if you, if you like it baggier, then obviously, you know, stay your normal size, but go a size down. What are you normally? Yeah, I'm, I'm normally, I usually try large. This is large and this is pretty big on me. Yeah. So, so I reckon I could, a medium would probably be perfect. Yeah, so just go a size down. Um, they're like all new design guys, all new design, the material, everything. I don't need to tell you. I've already told you on the Monday show. You guys know that. Uh, actually, you know what's really, uh, what I'm really excited, I hope it goes really well because then we can do this every single year. If this goes really well, we can do the CBA drop and all of this content, everything coming through, we can do it every single year. And also I want I want it to go well for the Roo because this of is course. a collaboration, guys. This is a collaboration with the Roo bloke and the Roo. Um, you know what's crazy is that, and this is, you know, not complaining at all. I'm extremely grateful uh, for what we have. But when you actually look at the percent of people that listen to the podcast and then how much actually purchase merch, it's like one or two percent. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really low. So look, if you've been listening to all this content for years and years, for, for essentially for free or whatever, and you want to support the show, you want to go, you know what, Kempi, I actually have got a lot of like hundreds of hours out of this, all this content, you know, all of the deep analysis that myself or Guru gives you or Timmy or whatever, um, grab a shirt. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, but now into Guru's CBAs from last night. You know what he messaged me? He said, please don't say any particular order. The big fella, he doesn't want to have to cop the heat. <laughs> oh, oh, the internet scars you. The internet scars you. <laughs> Because you just like, you know what? I don't want to see the comments just spamming. Are you kidding me? Rah, rah. Anyway. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Please, that's so good. Please don't put it in order. So, so in no particular order, these are Guru CBAs from last night's game, Bulldogs versus the Storm. Bailey Haywood. Wow, I didn't, I didn't think he was the best. <laughs> You're kidding yourself. <laughs> Guru, I, I can't believe you put Bailey Haywood first. He was only on for the second half. Like, oh. you are kidding, Rue. Oh, really? Uh, Bailey Haywood, <laughs> his note was, loved him. His timing and awareness looked better than some established first graders. Dragons and Raiders should seriously look at him. Mm. Doggies fans, close your ears. Yeah, Jesus. She's already looking to re uh, recruit. <laughs> um, uh, it says Katoga, Katoga, but I think it's probably Katonga. Katonga, yeah. Probably I think Katonga. So, yeah. Uh, I actually messaged you guys early in the game. I said, watch yep. 11. He is special. Uh, strong carries, quick play the balls, ticked plenty of boxes. Also, what I loved about him, he made two really, really good defensive plays. Yep. And that's where I go, look, we see a lot of uh, explosive edge back rowers built like him. We go, yeah, good in attack, naturally good in attack. But what I loved about Katonga was his small 1% plays. All the effort areas for a long period of time too. It wasn't just the first 20 minutes. Um, I am really, really excited for Katonga and I wouldn't be surprised if he jags a bench spot. Yeah, those two defensive plays were, I reckon they were 60 minutes apart. One was right at the start when you texted and then the other one was deep in the second half when he put pressure on a force and error. I think it was um, Pezzet. So yeah, he was fantastic. Like he was really, awesome. He was probably my man of the match. Yep. Um, and I know there was some other absolute standouts, but we, when you are just watching him closely, there was so much to like. And so I think he's Fijian. I'm pretty sure he played for Fiji at least. Yep. Um, very, very excited about him. I, I know Preston and Kikau have those edges locked up, but if you bring him on to oh. give Kikau maybe a little bit of a spell or yeah. through the middle or something like that. So really excited. Sam Hughes, um, oh. Guru has said, bigger than I thought could solve a problem for, for them this year. I had the exact same thought. Yeah. I was. We were talking about the size of the dogs pack and granted, Look, let's get the disclaimer out of the way. We get it. It is trials, guys. We get it. It is trials. But I agree. Sam Hughes was uh, really good. I actually thought 
this, the four pack for the Bulldogs was surprisingly explosive. Yeah. Now, that's against other New South Wales Cup players. So when you go against, obviously, first graders, maybe that won't be the case. But I was surprised by the explosive nature of the, the – I thought number 15 was really explosive too, especially that opening 20. You spoke about effort areas. I, I kept my eyes on, on Hughes when he was on. Just his kick chase. Like, he was yep. always the first one there. He was – yeah, well, give, I'm really yeah. excited of him. Give our biggest kick takeaways after this. Yep. Uh, Josh Papali. Now, it's spelled Papali. Uh, now, I don't know whether it's Papali'i or Papali. Yeah, the, the, commentators, the commentators were saying Papali. Papali. But this, this spelling is usually – Papali'i. So let us know uh, what the correct saying is. Uh, great to see, this is what Guru said, great to see his junior rep form translate at this level. Big one to watch over the next few years. Uh, have I done a reaction on yes. him? Yes. I yep. have. Yep. Uh, look, I'll, I'll go as far to say this. If Critter doesn't grab that jersey with two hands and they decide to put Critter in the centres, I do think, and don't get me wrong, I thought Taff was good uh, on the trial. Yep. I thought he was really good, really busy. I think that by mid-year, Papali'i will be putting pressure on Taft for that fullback jersey. Yep. I really do. Now, if Critter grabs that jersey, no one's putting pressure on him because he's just, you know, on another level at the moment. But I do think, put it this way, Taft and Papali'i's performance were, you know, pretty much for much. You know, like they both were quite good last night. I didn't look at Taft and say, oh, sorry, I didn't look at Papali'i and go, oh, he's a junior. He's, there's so many parts of his game that are just levels below Taft. Um, I, I do think that, we could see him snag the one jersey. Like It's not out of the realm of possibilities. He plays so well that he puts pressure on Taft to get that jersey by the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, everyone that I've spoken to, and we'll go into later, but everyone that I've spoken to who watches New South Wales Carpet jersey for the keen eye say that every time he touches the ball, he's just a magician yeah. in those two competitions. And so, so that and that is, um, that's what's exciting for the Bulldogs is not only did you have Papali'i play so well but Taft played well too Taft I thought he was, was outstanding really yeah really really busy he, he created a lot of space on the edges so you've essentially got three guys that are well at least two that are in really good form like well, good form so far mm. in the trials um so exciting uh Joseph O'Neill Guru said very soft hands looked very keen and lastly uh was O'Neill the center at the start uh wasn't he the half that came on the half that came on yeah and so they've, they've even got a younger half, don't they, as well, that signed that longer-term longer, longer term deal, Hazleton? Yes, yes, but I don't, sorry, think, uh, I don't think he was playing. He was playing because he's quite – anyway, yeah. again, what's exciting is all these young boys in key positions – yeah, mm. get it up. Um, very exciting. Uh, Gerald Skelton, uh, Guru said, has errors in him, but his ability is undeniable. He's more reliable now than Marju was a few years ago. Um, yeah, if he can sort those errors out – now, one, people might say, oh, well, I think Storm's first try was down his edge. That actually wasn't his fault. Uh, Bronson, Sherry needed to jam and he didn't. Uh, and so that you can't blame that on him. Still had that error, though, on the play the ball, but big, big winger. Holy heck, is explosive, great in contact. Um, very, very excited for the big fella. Um, another guy I thought was uh, outstanding was Salmon. Oh, yeah, he was great. Salmon yeah. was outstanding. And, like, I was pretty confident that we would have um, – I was pretty confident that, that uh, Curran would be in that 13 role. But then yeah. I'm going, hang on a sec. Salmon is – was a six. Yep. Played edge as well. What's the perfect combination for a 13 in today's game? An edge back role that's played six. Yeah. Um, look at Tohu Harris. You know, uh, Isaiah Yo could play six at a pinch. Cam Murray, if he had to, maybe a little bit less. Uh, Victor Radley could play six at a pinch. 
I really like Salmon. I thought he was outstanding. I really did. Yeah, I thought he was great. He, I, I had the, you know what? I had the exact same thought last night. I had Curran pretty much locked into the 13, but it makes sense. Like Salmon's, Salmon's a premiership winner. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah. a gun. So yeah, it's good that those two are fighting. Like they're both, one, well, I, I would think they're both 100% going to be in the 17. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see who gets that 13 spot. Yeah, and and it's you know Curran will have to respond pretty strongly to to keep uh, Salmon out of that because I I thought mm. that edge to edge you know expansive attack I thought Salmon was outstanding and we know Salmon can get through the the tough stuff so we know Curran can too the question will be is what what is Curran's ball playing like because we know he's a, yeah. a great forward great forward we know he can make a thousand tackles and all that kind of stuff so, so. I finally found the name Mitchell Woods that's the Mitchell Woods the younger fella yeah. So he, he's supposed to be the, the next up, and yet look at the halves that came in and did a job yeah. that are above him. Yeah, and that, that were the, I think the, like O'Neill and that, they were the ones that um, won the jersey flag last year. So you're not wrong. Like, they have so much talent at Belmont. So much talent. And we spoke about it. I spoke about it in the season preview on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Is like when you look at it, they, they've won essentially all the junior. Yeah. It's, it's funny how the, um, the, the, the whole stay patient thing, which, which turned into a bit of a joke, but it actually – is so true because mm. last night's a perfect example. Like what those young guns did in the second half was was awesome. Yeah, and, and, it, and people go, oh, it's just a trial. But you go, hang on a sec. Those young guns are playing other young guns. Yes. So comparing clubs' young guns, they were much better yes. in that game. Now, are they much better long-term? I don't know. But in that game, with what they had to do, they did the job that you would hope they would do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really, really exciting. And – Again, my theory with the Bulldogs was with these recruitments, there was a lot of like arguments of like, oh, we haven't recruited enough superstars and blah, blah, blah. My argument was you recruit culture guys, hard workers, and guys that you know are solid NRL players. Mm. All the boys that were recruited are at the very least good solid NRL players. Now, who's to say they can't go to another level, I thought. Hutchinson was outstanding. Sexton was really good. Now, Sexton's a little bit different because he's quite he's a bit younger, so he's not just like a solid journeyman. Um but what I think Bulldogs are doing is going, okay, let's get culture guys in that can going to move us up the table a few positions. Mm. Then by the time the young guys are ready, you know, a few years down the track, our culture is sorted. We're a few rungs up the table and we're ready to make that push into the top eight. Yep. Now, and I think the plan, all the evidence is there. It's one thing to say we've got a good bunch of good young guns and then they come out on a trial and they play poorly and then they still say, no, trust me, they're good. It's like... No one could watch that and say Bulldogs don't have exciting young guns. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, now, does that mean not, not, not every young gun goes into the NRL and kills her? No. But at the stage they're at now, they couldn't have ticked many more boxes if yeah, they tried. they did exactly what they had to do. Yeah, it, it's the future's bright for the doggies. And you're right, all the, all the recruits that played last night, like I think there might have been five NRL recruits, they all killed like Taff, uh, Salmon, um, Sherry, mm. like they all, like, and then the two halves, like that they were all great. Well, the biggest takeaway I had, and that's that's uh, CBA brought to you by the the great Root. As I said, Monday 6 p.m. New South Wales time, guys. Set your alarms. If you've been arming and arming and and you think about support the platform, just set your alarm. It would be really appreciated. Um, I want to make this big, especially with Guru. I'd love Guru's yeah. first drop to be big. That'd be Bloody sick. Earth. That'd be so good. And I would love to do this every year. New designs, new content, all that kind of stuff. Um, now from the trial, uh, I. The biggest takeaway, I was already aware that they had good young guns because they'd won all the junior yep. grades. The biggest takeaway is, was the buy-in that we saw from every player. It seemed like a team that had bought into Seraldo's game plans. They, you know, they were sticking to a game plan. Uh, they were aggressive in defense. They looked um, 
They looked all on board, heading in the same direction. And, you know, I'm not making excuses for last year. I still think they should have been better than they were. Mm. But if this continues, if the Bulldogs can continue to build like this, you would have to say Seraldo is justified in almost that the big clean out that made it such an un. Uh, so much smoke and fire at the club where all the drama's going on. Um, not, not all the drama's in, not every single one. I know they've got some quite serious stuff going on um, with a specific player, but all of the clean outs, all yes. the people moved on, which creates uh, a really unsteady playing roster, which creates poor performances. If this continues on this path, then you would say that that was justified. Yep. It was justified to make huge seismic changes because this younger team that is, and these recruits that have come in, they seem to be fully on board with whatever the systems are being put in place. Whereas what we do know for sure is that there were some players last year that were not, didn't agree with the way Serraldo was training and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, tick. Huge tick. Huge tick for Serraldo. Now, People that are going, oh, hang on a sec, you're, you're talking up like they're going to win the comp. No, I don't even think they'll make the eight this year. Uh, but with what the plan is, which is good young guns, build slowly when they're ready, then you explode. I think they're on, with what we've seen so far this year, they're on track. Yep. Couldn't have asked for much more. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think last night was an epitome of what it's going to be. And mm. it was funny, at halftime when Storm were up, uh, it's, it was so easy to sit back and think, oh, you know, dogs could, you know, they... I thought they'd fall apart. Yeah. And especially because, like, they had all the possession. Mm. I thought they controlled the game brilliantly, the yeah. Bulldogs, in the first half. They mm. just couldn't score points. And to be fair, the, their first two tries... Um, if, okay, it's a trial, I get it. But the first two tries were some defensive errors from Melbourne. So it's pretty easy to say, oh, you know, the dogs still can't score points. But anyway, then they came and showed that against in the second well, half. Ironically, I, I thought they straightened up a lot in the second half. Yeah. Um, I thought in the first half they were going a little bit sideways. Now, I don't know whether that was the fatigue from the first half against the Stormers what opened everything up because they had so little possession yeah. or whether it was in the second half, the young guns just seemed to straighten the game up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Matt, probably a bit of column A, a bit of column B, but yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was a really good performance and Bulldogs fans, like, They've been suffering for so long. So that would have been such a shining light for them just to see their young guns well, come Well, the good thing about seeing something like that, and also obviously there's another trial next week, um, as a Bulldogs fan, is when they say, just be patient, yes. stay patient, you may not believe them. You may go, you know what? I've been patient for too long. But at the very least, you can go, all right, when I watched that trial, I was impressed. So there is something to be patient Absolutely. for. Absolutely. There yep. is something to be patient for. And I know it became a joke to stay patient, but... This is what I've been seeing. Yes. This is why I have been saying stay patient. Now, like, have I been saying stay patient about the Tigers? Like, maybe three or four years ago, but I haven't been because about the Tigers, I've been saying the problem isn't the roster. The problem was, you know, higher up. Now, obviously, we've seen the changes there, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another recruit, Far Suam Alawi. Oh, yeah, he was gone. Big, big boy. I think he's number 15. So uh, he's yeah. from the Dolphins. So he's already played first grade. He played for the Roosters a few years ago. Did he really? Yes. So keep your eye on him. Keep your eye on him because he might be one of those late bloomers mm. because far out he was big and explosive. Holy. Yeah. Uh, speaking to someone at the Bulldogs who's pretty high up there, he says that that uh, Puasa Fasamali, sorry if I got the name wrong, 
uh, has just been impressing everyone at training. Apparently, oh, really? he's been killing it in the preseason. Well, with a physique like that, I mean... And that was before, that was a week ago. So that was before yesterday's yeah, game. Okay. So I, okay. when I saw that, I was like, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Bronson Cherry, uh, look, for four years out of the game, uh, I yeah, was great. I mean, really, really solid. Yeah. I think it's going to take time. I think that uh, the biggest, the thing that's going to take the most time is going to be probably his match fitness. Yeah. Um, even though he, he looked relatively fit last night. Um, but also I think just defensive reads. That's going to yeah. be his biggest. It's going to take a while to get used to that. Mm. Um, but I mean. Especially because the game's changed so much so since he's come much, back. Like so there was much. no six again rule, for example, yep. when he came through those. The game's changed ridiculously in four years. Yeah. Uh, so look, he. Um, uh, look, could you ask for much more? And I think also like, look, I'm very um, anti-drug cheat in the sense that I do find it hard to forgive someone that is a drug that had done that. Yeah. Um, but I would be being a hypocrite if because I'm so anti-drug cheat that I don't because like normally the way I do things is like if you've served your time. Yeah. And you've done all of the things that the law and everything has agreed is your penance is this and you must do it, then you should be essentially clean like not a clean slate but a new slate. Yeah. Um, and so part of me, I'll be honest, it's it it struggles to fully get behind the Zeri train because of that, because I'm so anti, you know, drug cheat. Yes. Um, but that would me be me, I'd be being a hypocrite if that was the case. So I do think that he deserves a fair crack. I do think that we should try as hard as we can to praise the fact that he's he's gone through it. Like mm. he served his time, it's four years out of the game and he had a bloody solid game. Yeah, there was no, there was no short, like he did the full sentence, he did everything that he had to do. So it's like, if if you're Bronson in his situation, you made the mistake, and let's say you served your penance and he fully served it, he couldn't play anything. Nothing, yeah. Literally nothing. So he did, he did everything right. It's like, if you're still gonna hold that over his head, what, what more can he do? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, I may as well not have even done it if you're just going to continue to hold it over my head. Apparently, apparently he had offers to like go overseas, trial yeah. for NFL, trial yep. things, and they were like, if you even trial, boom, your four year starts yep. again. That's what I mean. And so even me, who is like, it really stings me. Like, drug cheating for me is like, it's just, it's sacrilege to me. It's so. Um, not what sport is about. Sport is the final frontier, essentially, of true competition. True, you put it all on the line, and whoever wins, wins. Yes. You shake hands at the end of it, and you say, I did the best that naturally I could do. You did the best naturally you could do. Look, I, I get that there's, you know, doping in all sports and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, anyway, so I do think um, Sherry deserves a fair crack, a, I, a, a real fair crack. Agree. And I did think I think he deserves praise for coming back and playing the way he did um, in his first game back I, after four like, years. He put a smile on my face watching him play last night. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm stoked that he's back. I Back in 2019 when he was killing or 20, whenever he debuted, um, I was one of his biggest fans. Absolutely mm. loved him and was devastated when, when the whole thing happened. And, yeah, I'm super stoked that he's back. Um, and look, I, I get some people like, you know, him – you know, drug cheating might have taken someone else's position. I get all that. Like the worst case scenario of what he, the impact of what he did, I understand that. But he was given a sentence and he has served it. Yes. So he has to be given a second chance now. Rugby league is about second chances. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought he played good. And saying that, 
Looking a bit less aerodynamic there, Bronson. <laughs> Looking like you lost a, a pace or two. Just saying, don't look as quick as you did back in the day. And it might be something to do with the aerodynamics. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, it's, it's obvious. It's yeah, obvious. Know, like, geez Louise, like, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen? <laughs> Come on. This is kind of, and I look, I'm the man with a beak. <laughs> so if anyone has a case against this man, how could you? <laughs> you were supposed to be beaking waiting. And you just look. He's got, uh, you're just upset because he's gone to the other side. No, mate, with great beak comes great <laughs> responsibility. Some people can't handle a great beak. A beaker note, it is a lot of responsibility. Mm. It's a lot of responsibility and maybe he couldn't handle the aerodynamics of it. No, all jokes aside, I, in, on a serious note, I understand, like, you know, you get teased about it and you grow up and everyone puts shit on you and it's such an insecurity and you just, you want to have to not worry about it. It's in the middle of your face and it, you have insecurities. Like, we all have insecurities. So I get, I get why we do it. And whatever makes you happy, that's right. Do it. Whatever makes you happy. Um, but I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he came back, had a good, because, like, the thing is, is if he had come back and played poorly, fuck. Yeah. He would get crucified crucified and, and the, the the argument would be oh so you were only good because you had all that stuff in your system mm. um so happy for him do you reckon he'll he'll jag a spot round one there's a bit of competition there oh because you look at the other wing so it just depends if critter goes in the centers i'd have to look at the 17 yeah it's it's probably he may jag a spot depends what his fitness is like in the next trial because the next trial will be yeah. The full trial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's against the Sharkies. Critter, yeah. Critter said he's going to play that one. Yeah, so Critter will be at fullback. Uh, so, oh, man, I can't. Wilson? Wilson. I love Wilson. On the wing with the headgear? Oh, yeah, he's great. He is fucking good. Yeah. Super underrated. Super underrated. Like that footwork, the shimmy, shimmy. Oh, that was fucking hips oh. don't lie there, baby. Like the, that, was the, that was like a double step. Mate. That was. <laughs> was it, it, was a, it was a little baby chicken, chicky in and away. It was a good old. You think I'm definitely going to come infield because I've got no room, yeah. but I'm going to hit you with the shake and bake, baby. And, you know, it was, it was such a rookie missed tackle. I felt so sorry for him. Yeah. He's a rookie. He's um, probably in his first NRL trial. Uh, he, he should have – when you're in that situation as a defender on the wing, now he was a six, so, yeah. you know, he's not yeah, usually yeah. there. You've just got to say to yourself, I'm okay with getting beaten on the inside mm. because you have inside cover. What you have to say in your mind is what I definitely can't happen is getting beaten on the outside. So even if he steps me and, and steps me in, that's fine because I have cover there. Whereas if you get stepped on the outside, it's 100% your fault. It's 100% your fault. Um, so, yeah, I felt so sorry for the young lad. Like as soon as it happened, he was just like, yeah. oh. But, yeah, Wilson, uh, I, I really like him as a player. He's a goer, has heaps of runs, has a lot more flair than people give him credit for. Um Honestly, right now, if I was to have to choose between him and Skelton, it'd actually be super, super close because I do think he's a little bit safer than Skelton at this stage. Yep. Um, now, Skelton, you know, he's a big boy, heaps of potential. So, yeah, I, I, um, I really like Wilson. I think he's great. I think he's great. Uh, anyone else stand out for you for the doggies? Uh, oh, let me just check my, check my – I think we've gone through most of them at this point. I, I mean, just, nearly I just, everyone freaking played well. Like, so. yeah, yeah. I thought um, – yeah, we've actually, with all my notes, we've covered every single player. So, yeah, I, I thought, I just thought it was great. It was great to see those young, those Jersey flag boys come on. And that, that try that they scored off the scrum was, so wasn't the try of the day, obviously, with, with Pappenhausen. But, yeah, the, the doggies were great. Hacho was good. I thought Sexton was fantastic. I thought, yeah, both on. the halves were awesome. Marnie was good. Um, oh. Matty Burton looked much better. 
Eli Clark in the first half, he was really good. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a single friggin' Bulldogs player that played poorly. Yeah. Um, now, onto the Storm. It's There honestly needs to be a study done on how well the Storm recruit mentally tough young men. Because they had no possession. Ridiculous. And that's their youth, that's their young side. And they just hung in there, hung in there, hung in like. I just seriously need to write it. Like, what is their formula? What I would love to know, the recruitment officers and Craig Bellamy, what do they subject the people that come down to, so the young players, to know that they will be mentally tough? Yeah. It is insane. It's ridiculous. So from a Melbourne Storm perspective, you should be super stoked that the cultural strength is still there. It's still there. I will say though, um, and yes, it's just a trial. These boys are super young, you know, they had no possession. So they had no real opportunity, I guess, to do something special. No, I was surprised that I didn't really, no one jumped out at me as like, oh wow, like this young guy could be something in a few years. Um, even though all of them could be something in a few years. But for example, you watch like a far long old trial. Mm. He's boom, jumps out at you. Or, or even the Bulldogs. In the first 20 minutes, there were young guys jumping out at you. Like, first 20 minutes, number 11, uh, Katonga, jumped straight out at me. Fasu uh, uh, Malawi, I think, he jumped out at me. And so I was a bit surprised that I didn't really feel the closest where I was like, oh, he's got something about him. Maybe Lazarus, Lazarus when he came on. Yep. He, he, he has a lot of potential phys- physically um, and exactly what they need in their forward pack. But yeah, I was a little bit surprised. And now that may be because they had no possession. Yeah. And so it may be really unfair, but I did think, um, yeah, compared to, you know, a few years ago, I, I, was a, I do think that there probably would have been someone that jumped out at the Melbourne Storm in a trial. And so that was a bit surprising for me, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I think you're right. I think because... You sent us you sent us a text like probably ten or fifteen minutes in when the dogs just had all the possession saying something like, Oh, Melbourne is still Melbourne is still in this because of their what'd you say? I said Melbourne st- will pr- still probably win this because they're so mentally tough. That's right. I remember, but no one's really jumping out at me yet. And that's why I remember reading it and I was thinking, it's a great point, but it just looks like the dogs are just gonna carve through them. Anyway, they scored, then the dogs scored, and then I was like, All right, dogs are gonna run away. And then they just kept hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. This is in the first half, hanging mm. on, hanging on. And then at halftime, Storm were winning. And you're just like, how is that possible? Yeah. And that's probably the reason why. Like, I think they had five tackles in the, like on the attack in the first half or, mm. so, or something like that. Yeah, look, I'm not sitting here going like I expected length of the field tries or anything like that. Mm. Even it was just like even some of the like runs out of your own end. Like, yeah. did I see blokes getting bumped and... You know, like just little things like that. I I, I was a bit surprised at that. So nah, fair. I, I don't know whether it was just such a lack of possession um, or maybe the Storm uh, are in such a, a redeveloping phase that they were a super, super young side. Maybe they were super young against a – in the first half at the, at the very least – the Bulldog side was much stronger, stronger on paper with NRL experience. Definitely, definitely. To my knowledge, so maybe I'm just judging them a bit harshly, um, and maybe when the younger guys came on for the Bulldogs, they were so gassed from having to go at that NRL-ish standard that that's why the points were leaked. Um, but yeah, probably Lazarus stood out for me from the Storm. Like, we'll put it this way: who stood out for you at the Storm? Well, that's the thing. Like, I had way more names on my Bulldogs list, for example. Like, mm. I was. 
yeah, like it, it, you're right. It was it was tough to get a read on the storm because they just had no ball. No, no ball. But Lazarus for me is exciting. Definitely exciting. Like big boy, far out. He's a big boy, mm. and that's what they need: an explosive middle forward. Yeah. Um, and obviously the name is just unbelievably well, that's, good. That, that's awesome. Unbelievably good. And obviously the stand, like, and when I say standout, like, obviously I thought Pappy was really good on oh, his besides, return. Besides, besides yeah, Pappy, like, yeah. but he's not a rookie. I'm not talking about yeah. a young fella. Um, yeah, I, like. With all the injuries that Pappy has gone through, how he is still moving the way he is is absolutely incredible. Yeah, apparently he this is, he was quoted saying he's at ninety four percent of his top speed from twenty eighteen, and he's twenty three kilos heavier than he was then. Yeah, I think he I think he said sixty kilos in chest. Okay, so he was not he, two years ago. He was not oh 60 yeah, kilos. What, am I, what am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course yeah. not. All so right, well, like I, he would this is the way he would have said it. Man, I was like 60 kilos back yeah, then. Yeah, okay, okay. You know, not like I'm actually 60 kilos. Yeah, if he was 60 kilos, he'd be a jockey. Actually, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he would have been about 75. Okay, 75. Yeah. So he's probably put on about eight kilos. Yeah. And he's at 95. So I, I don't think you're going to see him at his blistering top speed again. But that not might not be because of his injury. That might be because of the weight he's put on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's other parts of his game that have improved dramatically. Like mm. his ball playing compared to a couple of years ago is like night and day, literally mm. night and day. Um, I'm just so happy for Ryan Pappenhausen. Really, if you've got a young young kid, young girl, young boy that wants to look towards an athlete to get a bit of inspiration, whether he comes back and kills it or not, look to a guy like Pappenhausen. Like absolutely on top of the world, Clive Churchill, premiership, on the edges of origin and then all of this happens it's an amazing journey and the mental strength to come back and do what he did uh, even in this trial like to come back in his first game after everything and look a level above you know this the the game while he's playing a team that is nrl ish is actually incredible mm. when you think about it mm. so he's in a young side that's not nrl level against a side that is nrl level ish and he still looks a level above everyone. Yeah, because it's easy. I mean, sorry, it's not easy. But, like, if he's if his forwards absolutely dominated the whole game and he was playing off the back of them and they made yeah. space Imagine for what him, he would have done then. Exactly. They were on the back foot the whole game and the he whole still game. killed it. And he still had moments. So, um, yeah, Pappy, so special, so special. Um, now, in regards to what does this mean for the Storm this season, I don't think it means much at all. I don't think it means much at all for the Storm. Um, no. I think it was a really young side for them. Uh, I think that, you know, I wrote it in my article, it's unfair because what we do is we judge the Storm on their squads from yeah, five years ago instead of judging them of where they're at now. And they're not in a rebuild phase, but no one can deny they're on paper, nowhere near what they were, you know, a few years ago. Um, and also... You have to remember with the Storm, they're so heavily invested in the spine of Munster, Hughes, Pappenhausen, Grant, that it's like, and then you're far along off, he gets that spot, that let's say like their jump from their reserve grade side to their first grade side is actually way bigger than most clubs because you've essentially got an origin spine. Yeah. Um, and so that's where if you if you go, oh, well, they're, if their New South Wales Cup side isn't that great, then their first grade side is only going to be 10% better. Therefore, they're not going to be like, well, it's actually not like that at the Storm. Like their reserve grade side is, I, I don't know how they go in, you know, New, uh, Queensland Cup, but that side that put out is like leaps and bounds below that top, top tier. Now, the argument could be made 
then is there a question with the Storm's depth? And I do think that is a concern for the club right now. Mm. Will it be a concern for the club in a few years' time? Maybe not, because this generation now that just got that first trial are going to be a little bit older and they're going to be better. Um, but for this year, we've been well, I've been saying it for a couple of years now, Storm's depth is uh, a bit shallow compared to you know past squads, but they still managed to finish third. Yeah. Like, they're... You'd have to say they're the greatest sporting organisation in the country, wouldn't you? I would, I would say that for in sure. In a state that doesn't even play league, essentially. Yeah. No junior base. Essentially have to go in and every time they recruit someone coming through, they have to absolutely nail it. Because if they get five or six wrong, they're stuffed because they got no juniors. Mm. Um, yeah, true. And they've been on top for 20 years. In a down year, a down year, where they lost their key fullback, they finished third. They've been on and they've been on top for twenty years, and they've only been around for like twenty five. And they made they even made a grand final in their second year. So they've pretty much since day dot, they've they've been a top eight a side. Top eight, yeah, a top eight side. They missed it for a few years before Smith came in, but the grand final before that. But like again, if that was a Sydney club, you'd be like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Roosters have missed. Broncos have missed. Yeah. Broncos have won spoons. Penrith have missed. Yeah. Uh, Manly have missed. Like, there's no other club like them. Yeah. There's no other club that comes close to them in a we- winning record over the past like, 20 years. But, like, when you think about it, it's crazy. They set up a team in a random city and just have not failed. Imagine this. We set up a team in Perth and they go on and do this. Yeah. We would be going... It'd be like the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins are in Brisbane. Yeah. And we were stoked with the Dolphins doing what they did last well, year. Well, imagine if the Dolphins make the grand final this year. We'd sorry, be, sorry, win the grand final. Like they win the grand final <laughs> this year. We'd be sitting there going, what's happening? Yeah. They're in Brisbane yeah. with arguably the best junior system in the comp. Yeah, exactly right. Melbourne are in freaking Mel- uh, yeah, Melbourne, Victoria. <laughs> um, so know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild what they've done. Absolutely incredible. But you have to call, have to be honest, in my humble opinion, I do think this year depth is a bit of a concern. Yep. But if their starting 17 is all fit and, and you know playing to their potential, then they are a premiership threat. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, a reminder, Tristan Saylor, performance last week was our LDV power play, of the, power play of the week. If you're after a hardworking ute, that is great value for money and has great engine power. Look no further than the LDV T60. A link to the LDV website and offers will be in the show notes. Uh, massive thank you to LDV for supporting the platform. We really do appreciate it. If you're looking for a U, check her out. Check her out. Uh, Luciane Leilua. Uh, reports are that Leilua is asking prices 900k for our four years. The Dragons reportedly had a Zoom meeting with Leilua today and were believed to be close to sending, sealing a deal, which will reportedly have been a three-year deal. No reports on the salary, though. However... The Raiders have discreetly made an approach that apparently been after him for the past six months. The Raiders entered the equation because of the anticipated medical retirement of Corey Hutter-Wira-Nida. Now, um, that's still, from Corey Hutter-Wira-Nida's perspective, I think he's still hoping to continue on. Yes, yes. Now, I want to get your thoughts on the 900k uh price tag that's reportedly been thrown out there. This doesn't mean that he said that or his manager did, but it, it's out there. I want to get your thoughts before I send it. Well, to me, that's just his negotiating thing of, all right, that's where I'll go and I'll hopefully try and land a 750, 800 deal because I'm not paying 800. I'm not paying 900 for him. So do you think, so you think 750 to 800 is reasonable? Yep. See, you know what's crazy is a lot of people don't think that. So obviously I was on Morning Glory with Matty Johns early this morning. 
Webby, Maddie thought it was crazy that he was asking for 900k, um, which is like you know Maddie probably knows more footy about me than me. Um, but whereas I disagree. Yeah. I personally, I don't think he's worth 900k. I don't. But I don't. People are calling the 900k ask crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all because we talk about it. We're so used to the old salary cap and thinking. When in reality, he's really asking for about 650 to 700K in the old salary caps amount, yeah. which still pretty high, isn't that unreasonable in my opinion. I agree. And also, as I said, that's what he's asking for. So he'll probably, like, obviously you go higher, right? You, you ask for the highest yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably want to land at like 750. Exactly, yeah. Um, now, Pip, but a lot of people think he's not worth 750. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree because... Yes, I understand the concerns about uh, consistency and, you know, could he, I don't know, lack in his uh, efforts and that. To be honest and to be fair to Leilua, he's played pretty consistent footy for about three years now. Yeah. Was the West Tigers best, essentially, or at least one of the best when he was there. Mm. Since he's gone to the Cowboys, yeah, I know he had an injury here or there, but he's been bloody good in my opinion. Well, when he came back last year, he he's their best one forward. of the best players. Yeah, I felt like he was their best forward when he came back last year. Yeah. Um, and their most consistent forward. So a big body like that at a club like the Dragons, 750 to 800K, I think, is an absolute not, – not a steal, not a steal, apologies – is a good deal. I agree. Especially Don't make, the Dragons. At the dra- they need it. They're yeah. desperate for it. A big body that's mobile like that. Like what have we been talking about all off-season with the Dragons is they, they just got a – and they need a bit of punch. They got a bunch of toilers, a bunch of battlers, which are great – but they just need a bit of punch. That's exactly what he offers. Yeah. I, I would, the only thing that I would try to do is make it a shorter deal because of the, you know, just in case the inconsistency rears its ugly head from years ago. Yeah. Um, or even somehow putting in clauses or something like that, you know, uh, because I, I get it. I understand the, the idea, but he, if you actually look at it, I, I don't think he's been poor for for years now. Really, his inconsistencies were at the Dragons when yeah. he was quite young. Since then, I and apologies if I'm misremembering a year. Like if there's a year that I'm misremembering, more than happy to say. But I feel like ever since he got to the Tigers after the first maybe 12 months, since then he's been pretty good. Yeah, I I share the same opinion. As long as like, yes, he has missed some footy, but outside of that, like whenever he's been on the field, he's been great. I think he's been. Well, you keep talking. I think he's been bloody awesome. You keep talking, and I'm going to try to get his stats up to see what it's been like the last few years. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Um, I, the other thing, I reckon he it, – it's a good deal for everyone because as good as he is, and I don't know what he's on at the Cowboys, but you've got to remember he went to the Cowboys when the Cowboys were pretty bad. So I, think he he's on be, a, I think he's on a big wicket. Yeah, so he'd be on good money. And the, the, the last position the Cowboys needs are back rolls. Like, they are flush with back rolls. They've got plenty coming through. So if they can offload his salary, clearly they have some salary cap problems because there was talk about Tamaloa leaving. So clearly there's something going on there. I think this is possibly a win for everyone. You've got the Cowboys who need to free up cash and they definitely don't need someone like him, even though they'd love to have him, but they don't need him because they've got all these other players. Obviously, Leilua gets a, gu- a gun deal. And a team like the Dragons, like they are desperate for someone like Leilua. And... I reckon it'd be good to go back to the Dragons because, you know, he played there a few years ago. So I reckon this could be a deal that just yeah, ticks okay. the box for everyone. So basically, he's at the Dragons 
and you know statistically relatively up and down um but so since um since west tigers 2020 yeah he has never had a, a season where his tackle efficiency has been below 91 percent yep um his total meters he has averaged 102 112 101 121 111 this is an edge back role we're talking yeah. about here um and I'm trying to get some other stats up here. Missed tackles, relatively good, as I said, all above 91%. Offloads, he went 22 at the Tigers, 38 at the Tigers, 12, 10, 19 for the year. Line breaks, he went um, 5, 5, 1, 4. Uh, tries, he went 7, 5, 1, 3, 2. And then fantasy points, which I know it sounds stupid because you say fantasy points, but it is a measure of yeah. their stats. He went, he got to the Tigers. He went 52 and a half for the year, average points per game. 52.2 uh, per year, uh, average for the year in the second year at the Tigers. 41.7 in the third year, 43.8 and 44.2. Um, I'll throw you one more stat as well. Games played. So last year, obviously, he, he spent a bit of time on the sidelines. But before that... 2019, 22 games, 2020, 20 games, which was the whole season, 2021, 24 games, 2022 was 23 games. So he's he's been on the field. Yeah. So I think it's a great pickup. Also, like his average metres, so at the, the, the Dragons, it was 64 metres. At the Tigers, it was 80, 84 metres. And at the Cowboys, it was 116 metres. The difference between Leilua at the, at the Dragons versus the Tigers, Cowboys is totally different. His average different. fantasy points, 30.7 at the Dragons, 40.9 at the Tigers and 43.9. You know, so, yeah, I feel like he's been relatively consistent. I like, think he's been great. And, and you can pair that to a lot of other back rowers. That's good, solid stats. Yeah. Really good, solid stats. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Dragons need someone like that. They absolutely <laughs> need someone like that. Like, it's exactly what they need. He's 27 years old, so he's, he's coming into the literal prime of his career. Um, so I don't think he's worth 900K. I would not pay that for him. But I don't think it's crazy that you start there. No. Nah. I think that if I was looking for a really good deal, I'd be trying to land him at about 650 first year, 700 second year, 750 third year. Yep. If I could get a two-year deal with a third-year option in the club's favour, I'd go if I could go like 700, 750 and then an option, I think that's a bloody good deal. Yep. Especially, it's been five years now where he's been relatively consistent. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yep. Whereas I think a lot of people out there, a lot of people have been like, that's crazy, which look, I, I you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion and they could be right. Like, this is yep. definitely very subjective. Um, what do you think about Canberra? Bro, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they sniff a forward on the I market know. and they just love it. I don't understand. Oh, they just got yeah. Hoskins who is just – Hosking is just yeah. perfect for what they need. The last thing they need is another forward. Um, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead. Hosking will probably replace Elliot Whitehead in the front row. Maybe they're looking at him as a front rower. To but then you've got Mataora, Mataori. Mm. Is it Mataori or Mataora? Uh, anyway, I, I feel like they're flush with forwards. So, yeah, I mean, they freaking love forwards. Holy shit. I think Dragons is the perfect place yeah, for him. Yeah. As I long agree. as he doesn't get comfortable and doesn't if he brings the same attitude he's had for the last couple of years, Dragons is literally the exact team that could use him. Maybe the Bulldogs could use him. Um 
in saying that, you actually look at their edge back rowers. I actually see him more as a middle. I would like to see him in the middle, but um, Dragons is literally perfect. Yep. Agreed. It couldn't be a club that would need him more than the Dragons. Yeah. And it's looking like, I mean, he was spotted in the St. George League club yesterday. So it's looking like it'll, it'll get done soon. Like yeah. Everyone's just around the corner. I think it's the best for everyone too, because sport, uh, because uh, North Queensland, they got so many forwards and back rowers. Yeah. Why would we pay this guy? He's probably on seven, eight hundred K right now when we've got another guy that's on four, five hundred K or even three hundred K. Yeah. You know, so um yeah, I, I think he'll land at the Dragons. And I think it'd be a good get. Yeah. I really do. I mean, you've got to spend your cap. Yeah. <laughs> you like people that go, Oh, it's it's overs in that, like eight hundred or th- even seven hundreds overs or seven fifty. It's like, yeah, but so what do the dragons do? Do just never recruit anyone? You actually, I mean, you actually—it's actually in the rules. You have to spend ninety-seven yeah. percent or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Sportsbet uh, with Taylor Swift kicking off her Australian tour in Melbourne tonight. Sportsbet have some markets surrounding the tour. She announced a new album to be released in April. Sportsbet are offering a market on if she will play a song from the new album. They also have other markets like guest performers and surprise songs. Here's some, uh, here is to be some guest performers, um, as in some options for guest performance. Lord, Troy Sivan, G Flip, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey <laughs> to be a surprise performer. I mean, did you hear his singing skills? <laughs> loved it, loved it, but maybe, Probably. you know what? If I was Taylor Swift, I'd be sampling that singing, singing on her next album. Oh, wow. How hectic would that yeah. be if she sampled it somewhere of him singing drunk as shit? <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Um, Keith Urban, Rita Ora, uh, Bujera, Travis Barker, Guy Sebastian. Uh, they're all in the market for to be a guest to a massive the, thank you as always to Sportsbet. The longest odds, it was in the screenshot, but the longest odds was Cursor to come out. She would go down as a goat I in Australia that. if she brought out Cursor to <laughs> just go ham. Uh, another CBA, he's, look, he's in the CBA rookie. He's in the CBA rookie, but Ethan Sanders has been named to play halfback for the Eels against the Raiders this weekend on KO. Um, Look, I don't know whether it's official yet, but I think it's all but done that Sanders is at the Raiders. Yeah, there's so... Uh, like, as we said on Monday, it was really tough to find oh, the Oh, actually, rules. they can't sign until... Until round six, officially. So they've they've probably, like... Um, agreed you know, to terms. Agreed to it or something, but there's no official... So who knows? He could still end up so, there. So but basically, for the audience, the rules are, if, if you've got a local... Not a local junior, but a junior... A junior, yeah. That they're not allowed to sign with another club before round six of their final year of their contract. And to give the, the junior club an opportunity to keep them. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's why there's been all this talk about yeah. Sanders playing for, oh, signing with Canberra for 2025, but yeah. it hasn't been done yet. So look, both like both clubs, but you'd have to assume Eels are just like, there's no way he's going to get a crack there. But Raiders fans, watch the seven for the Eels. Yeah. Because he could be at your club it's, next it's, year. It's kind of funny how it's going to work yeah. this weekend because they got... Um, KO Weeks playing at six, then they got Sanders on the other side, and they've got yep. Strange. So, going yeah, be, be good. And Strange, Strange is at seven for the Raiders. Yeah. And that would suggest to me that there's still a chance he could jag the six jersey off Weeks because KO's been the front runner that we've been hearing anyway. Yeah. So, like, like talk about it. Honestly, is it could almost be a monumentous game for the Raiders when you think about it. You got three blokes Seriously? that could be your long-term half pairings. <laughs> Playing in a trial against each other. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Ark is, it's possibly the most interesting storyline of this weekend. It seriously is. Uh, there have also been reports under 19's origin uh, that Sanders will be at the Rays in 2025. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye on that battle. All-Stars tonight. KO. Oh, my God. <laughs> the All-Stars tonight. Cannot wait. Charlie Mitt has been named captain of Indigenous All-Stars. Uh, will be shown on live and ad-free on KO. Uh, We've already kind of previewed the Indigenous game. Yeah. So yeah. check out the uh, the DMP for that. 
Um, but I'm super excited. I cannot wait. And I just want, I just want Latrell Mitchell to have an incredible full season. Oh yeah. Like I don't mind where they finish South. I just want Trelly Mitt to have an incredible full season. Yeah, as you said, he's he's had four years at South now. This is his fifth year. He had four years at the Roosters, and he, I think he played thirty odd more games to the Roosters. So he's he just staying on the field's been his thing. Let's just hope it can happen this year. Yeah, stay on the field. Because I think the winning percentage with with Trell and South is yeah. like really high compared to. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cannot wait. Make sure to watch the game. Also, massive shout out to Ko. Always, we like so stoked to be partnered with them. Genuinely are. Um, because there's so many exciting things that we've got planned uh, this year with Co. So stay tuned. Um, guys, please, Monday, 6 p.m. What? Oh, I don't know. You just, I just saw the cogs going in your head then. Just like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yeah, Monday, 6 p.m., guys. Be there. Please support the platform. Support the rate Roo. Let's make this big. Because then we can go even bigger next year. Damn right. Because I would love to do, like, video content um, – you know, with the CBAs, I would love to go to the clubs. Like, yeah. I'd love to make it a thing each year. Like, how exciting for – put it this way. I just imagine myself as a young fella, and if I got mentioned as a CBA, even mentioned, not even made the class of – because I wouldn't have made the class because I was coming from soccer. Um, it'd be it's just, it'd be a buzz, man. Yeah. It'd be such a buzz. The boys would get around it. Like, you know, when you get the, the shirt sent here. Well, it's been really nice to see some of the boys yeah, that you posted Dean, photos of. Uh, Far Long was going to receive his. Tyrone Munro, uh, Talis Duncan, they've just sent a yeah. photo through. Uh, Ido has also, um, like, absolute legends, all of them. Um, now, imagine, like, because we don't have anything like this in the NRL, mm. where we get to, like, it's like, the NRL draft, we just refuse to go down the draft um, uh, path at, with the NRL. So this is kind of our next version of it. We mm. could create this, each year, create this hectic CBA scene um, and you go like the class of 24, the class of 25, and you know, just exciting. So, Monday, 6 p.m. New South Wales time. They are slightly oversized, guys, so go down a size if you're normal, just to be sure. Um, they're, yeah, the material is incredible, guys. Wait till you actually feel them. And one of the frustrations we talk about is like, you can say it, but until you actually feel the shit on oh, you, seriously, yeah, you just don't know, yeah. Um, but as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.